There's a tombstone that says, end of construction, thank you for your patience. The tombstone belongs to Ruth Graham, the wife of the evangelist Billy Graham. One day she was driving through a construction site on the highway and there were miles of detours, construction, equipment, cautionary signs, and finally she came to the last one which said, end of construction, thank you for your patience. That's a great metaphor for both our journey to heaven and everything that we've been talking about in this series so far. We are now in week four of our series, Work in Progress. If you're just joining us, welcome. Let me take a few moments to bring you up to speed. The author Flannery O'Connor said, you are good, but under construction. And it's true, you are good, made in the image and the likeness of God, but you have that inherited brokenness called original sin. And so, until you get to heaven, you will be under construction, a work in progress. In week one, we talked about how you can become tired or weary in this ongoing process of spiritual growth, and that the two keys to perseverance are prayer, as well as being surrounded by good people who lift you up. In week two, we talked about how pride goes before the fall, but how humility is the path to future growth. Last week, Deacon John talked about how we need to admit our mistakes and failings if we want to continue to grow. Any day now, you'll be receiving in the mail our annual reports. We're so pleased with how they came out, and inside you'll find some wonderful testimonies that talk about the impact our ministry has. If you haven't received yours yet, hopefully you will this week or we'll have extras at mass next week. For all of you who make, your, who make our ministry possible with your financial giving, thank you. Also, just so you know, next week we're gonna talk about giving um, in, in advance of stewardship weekend, which is in two weeks. So if you're looking for the prime time to invite a friend to church, Next week might not be it. <laughs> End of construction. Thank you for your patience. I don't know about you, but I am so grateful to God and to all of the people who are so patient with me. I do think I'm getting better, but I have had, and I'm sure I will continue to have, some massive blunders. Because the sad truth is this, it's the people who are closest to us who usually receive the brunt of our rough edges. You know, for me, sometimes I see one thing and then I think I know everything. So I make a snap judgment and then I say something harsh. So thank you for your patience. Patience is that interior strength that enables you to endure difficulties, both big and small. When you're having a bad day, you could become grumpy or irritable or unpleasant to be around. That is, you are unwilling to endure the difficulties that are part of life. But it doesn't have to be that way because God has given you the power to decide how you're going to respond. 
You know, do you willingly accept the trials that come your way, whatever they are? Or do you adopt a defeatist attitude? Maybe you say something like, this is just the way I am. The whole world, the whole universe is against me. Things never go my way. Well, you can grow when things don't go your way, or you can grow when they are going your way. There's always an important question that we can ask in whatever situation in which we find ourselves, and it's very simple. Lord, what are you trying to teach me here? Lord, how are you trying to grow me through this experience? Sometimes the lesson becomes clear very quickly. Sometimes the lesson only becomes clear with the benefit of a lot of hindsight. And even for a lot of things, it won't be clear what the message, what the lesson was until you get to heaven, the end of construction. St. Paul teaches that all things work together for good. For those who love God and are called according to his plan, and that's you. And when you know that, your patience can increase because then you're led to have an unshakable faith in God's promises, in God's plan. But when you forget that, you can fall into a mentality that holds many people back from growing as a work in progress. Maybe you've heard this mentality before, but it's called elephant thinking. The idea comes from when they used to have elephants in circuses. So they take a baby elephant to train it for the circus, and what they would do is they would chain one of its legs to a pole which was in the ground so the baby elephant couldn't get away. It wanted getting away, but it couldn't get away. And after it tried getting away for however long, it would simply give up trying. And then the little elephant would become a, a massive elephant but it would carry with it that memory of not being able to get away so it wouldn't even try. Some circus trainers would say all they'd have to do is tie a rope around the leg of an elephant, not even tying it to anything, and the elephant would just stay put. In the same way, you and I can be conditioned to think that we are not made and destined for greatness, that we cannot change and that we cannot grow as a work in progress. Elephant thinking stems from many sources, your past experiences, your upbringing, your friends, what you see on social media or TV, and all of the lies that take root in your mind. But of course, God wants more for you. In our gospel today, Jesus is teaching in the temple and some Sadducees come forward to challenge him. As a group, the Sadducees had a narrow interpretation of the Torah, which led them, among other things, to deny the resurrection. Which is why they were sad, you see. Okay, sorry about that. 
So the Sadducees pose a hypothetical situation based on the Mosaic law. They say to Jesus, if someone's brother dies leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. And then they say in the situation that this happens with seven, all seven of the brothers, and so they ask Jesus, whose wife will she be at the resurrection? And by asking this, the Sadducees are trying to make belief in the resurrection look absurd and therefore false. So Jesus responds, the children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. Jesus is talking about the life to come and the resurrection of the body that we profess week after week in the creed. When we get to heaven, the construction is over and we will be with God as his children and then hopefully all of our loved ones are by our side. But in heaven, our relationships are different because we are all brothers and sisters, not spouses, not parents, not children, brothers and sisters. And Jesus concludes his teaching by giving the Sadducees a correct interpretation of the Torah. He says, that the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush when he cried out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he is not God of the dead, but of the living. For to him, all are alive. Since to God all are alive, you can trust that he is going to continually work in your life. You can trust that he's gonna take you from where you are to where you need to go and ultimately he's going to take you to the kingdom. The path to get there might seem like a never-ending construction zone, but if you trust that God has a plan and that he's never gonna give up on you, then you can grow through whatever circumstance you find yourself in, especially the difficult ones. And it's this trust that makes you more patient. If that's something that you wanna grow in, I invite you to take one of these prayer cards as you leave church today. It's the litany of trust. If you pray it every day this week, I assure you that God will give you more patience. And then when you get to heaven, you can say, end of construction, thank you for your patience.